0: <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> Hang on. So who are we as Australians through the lens of a Māori grandmother? I'd like to welcome you to Walking Through Worlds, our podcast, and of course I'd like to acknowledge our traditional custodians of this land, in particular the Jurupal and Yagra people and the Yugambeh speaking language. And pay respects to all Elders, past, present and emerging, and all those Elders from all the worlds and countries and nations that gather here on this land. And particularly, I respect the Australian Aboriginal people and the Torres Strait Islander people of this land of Australia. So we've got a special guest, Brother we Tom. Do. We do. And she's here in the centre. <laughs> and this is Marama. She's a Maori grandmother and a musician and many things. Tell us a little about you and Maori culture and in context of Australia. Actually,
1: Arnie, is he saying it right? Marama, yeah, that's right. No, but Maori? Maori. 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 Thank you. That's good. Marama is, uh, I've been in Australia since 1983, so I consider myself to be A mozi. That's what (laughs) what they call us now. Mozies. Mozies, yeah. And I am Māori. I was married to a Tahitian. Uh, So we're all part of the Polynesian Islands. And uh, he passed about 10 years ago. Mm -hmm. But um, his memory lives on and... Yeah. And our children, we, we have eight children and 27 grandchildren and three great grandchildren. So um, that's, that's our legacy together. Four born here in Australia, four of my children are born. Nearly all my grandchildren, bar about five, were born here as well. Mm. So, I've got a stream of Mozzies now. <laughs> <laughs> and, what, and what for you as a person from New
0: Zealand, um, that is your country, that is your land. Yes. And how do you sort of um, reconcile that in terms of working with non Indigenous and Indigenous people from this land and other Polynesian
1: uh, cultures? I've really had no difficulty at all, like we were on Hamilton Island and Hayman Island for almost 10 years and we worked a lot with uh, Jabukai, with a lot of uh, Indigenous people there. They're my best friends, mm. you know. I know Auntie Betty and them from around here um, in Logan. Logan is where we moved to after we left the Wood Sundays. Before that, we were five years in uh, Sydney, mm. and um, but you know I, I love being here. I've never had any kind of issue. Mm. You know my 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 issue most times has been with me own. <laughs> <laughs> you know. <laughs> It's true, true. true. it's true, because, you know, they have problems because if they don't speak the language and, um, you know, all their children now are born and bred here in Australia and and they live that way and sometimes they forget our Mm -hmm. protocols or they forget who they are, it's an identity thing. Yeah. Um how important is that? How do you feel that's mm, important? You've kept that yeah, most of your life. I've I've really tried to maintain that through uh through the dance, through music, through maintaining our traditions and then through going home a lot, you know, mm. to maintain connect. that connection. Mm. Um So where is home? Home in New Zealand? Well, you know, I was born in one place, but my parents came from another place, two different places. So we say we're we're just te ao Māori, which is the Māori universe, uh, which we consider the whole of New Zealand to be part of us because how Māori operate is through what we call whakapapa or genealogy. Mm. So our genealogy, once you marry into different families, it stretches through different lands and now the world. I mean, mm. you know, my kids have married Papua New Guineans, Samoans, Rarotongans, uh, Americans, Japanese. So, you know, we don't say anymore that we know who we are, mm. and I think that's special. But I just wanted to tell you about the word Māori. Oh, mm. thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we were teaching at a school Uh, in South Island and in the South Island a lot of those Māori kids there are very fair blue eyes, green eyes, fair skin, blonde hair and a lot of them don't identify as being Māori so we went down there to teach and it's identity them not identifying as Māori became a big problem was gang warfare, the whole thing. Mm. <clears throat> um, so we did this little exercise in class and we just said to the kids, you know, we want you to write down what you think a Māori is. So we got a big pile of about 150 pages. So don't write your name and then we invited different ones to come up and read what People had written, you know, Māori have big lips, they have big families, they're all in gangs. You know, they had these real negative stereotypes of what a Māori was. So we said to them, we want to break down the word Māori for you. It's actually not a race of people, it's a label that people have given, but it's actually a word that means more than just what people perceive to be a Māori and so he said, what does the word, so there's three syllables in the word Maori, ma, au, and uri. And ma, they say, what is ma? Well, ma in English means pure or white. Mm. Um, ao is, means the universe or the world that we live in. That's how we get the Maori world view. Ori So I said to them, What is this? And in New Zealand that's a dance action which means woody and it's where you send all your energies. And then we said to them, and what is this? And they didn't know and I said, This is Ori and it is a universal symbol which means to meditate. So what happens when you meditate? You're energized. So the word Māori, you can take now as, as meaning ma, pure, universal energy.
0: Wow.
1: And so after we told them that, after we oh. shared that concept with them, I said from today on, you never need to be ashamed of being Māori because it's a universal, it's a concept, it's a and I said, in every Māori word, there is an energy in every syllable, just like Polynesian language, mā mm. mā. What is mā mm. and what is mā ma, ma? Ma is pure. So when you say mā mā, you're, you're, it's a form of honour or respect. My name has three syllables, mā, rā mā. Rā is the, the sun, Pure sunlight. But in Māori language, marama is actually the moon or intelligence, which equals light. You know, you can't really explain it in an English context. Mm. But we understand when we say those kinds of things that energy is everything and how you put it out in its purest form would be a way to honour yourself and to honour your ancestors or the path which brought you here to this world.
0: And you <clears throat> you uh, have lived here since 1983. Yep. And um, what do you love about Australia?
1: I, d- I just love the... Uh, you know, I miss home. I miss home, and it's been really hard this year because, you know, we're so used to just, I'll never take it for granted anymore that I could just hop on a plane or get a ticket and see you later, I'm going tomorrow, you know, because it, it, it's been really difficult, you know. Uh, what do I love about Australia? I think I, I, I just love that it's a free country not that our country isn't but we have a a bigger universe to explore here Mm. you know if we want a change of climate we can just go down the gold coast or go to perth Mm. go up north you know and have experiences that's my dream actually to have this big bus and just Trapes around Australia with <laughs> with my kids and yeah. set up a little tent on the side just yeah. we can bask away, you know. That that would be the dream. No, um,
2: just want to say what a blessing. And for those who can obviously you know, you're seeing us and hopefully you can feel, you know, in Zalmore, you know, on you know, you can feel the pure energy yeah. of. Um, what, um, auntie, you know, or mama, or you know, and, and for us being Polynesian neighbors, mm-hmm. as we all come from, you know, our stories, we all interlink yeah. together because we were one people before we all split. It's such a blessing to have, um, auntie here. And just for those of mm-hmm. you, I hope you can, but feel this pure energy of, you know, the, the love and knowledge that, um, auntie's bringing. So, I wanted to talk about. You know, obviously, we are well known for, I guess, not well known, but, you know, we, the gang stuff, you know, everyone looks at us because, but one thing that I'm so proud of our cultures is our tattoos. Hi. Right now, yeah. you know, for those who can see um, Martima's, um tattoo, I want to explain to the world because it's not a fashion thing, Right. It's, not, not, a it's fashion not
1: a fashion statement.
2: So I want to explain to <clears throat> you what what it's called. it, it yeah. yeah. This
1: is a Moko Kawai and uh, if you have a look, what what do you see? Oh uh, apparently <laughs> you've attained the age of wisdom. So the 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 symbol of the owl Oh. If you... oh, oh yeah. Wow. But it's also the birth passage that we bring forward. We create the the seed. We we create the offspring that actually, you know, we're called to bear these children, to raise them, and uh, we we took back this tradition because it was lost through colonization, <clears throat> yeah. and. Um, with it was destroyed, a whole lot of our protocols, our traditions. You know, they really tried to whack it out of us through either Christianity or, you know, different means. But you know, I I'm not looking to make any of the, those things a a victim. But what I am saying is that um, for many of uh, our people that live here and in Australia now um, they find it difficult to identify so they're bringing back starting mm. to renew their identities through ta muko and uh, ta muko is is actually ta ta is to to tap ta ta is the chin so the woman usually predominantly have the chin and the nostrils and the the third eye that they usually, some of them wear. Mm-hmm. But I <coughs> I chose my, my tattoo artist, my tamuko artist is Turumakina, uh, Dooley, who's, he moved here to Australia as well. And him and his wife, uh, they, they're really... Um, traditional practitioners of this craft. Now, he does the hand, uh, the, mm. you know, not the machine. Mm. He does the machines, but he traditionally uh, does the shark teeth. Yeah. Like, just like how you yeah. get your stuff. Yeah,
0: yeah, because Brother Tai has yeah. got yeah. <coughs> yeah. so traditional tattoos. It's funny
2: that Auntie is messing, like, you know, because a lot of our people, like... Yeah, same with Christianity. Mm. And, you know, it was good. You know, Jesus was amazing. And he, mm. you know, and we can't say that, but I'm grateful for our ancestors, the, you know, the Tatao family, mm. because just like so mm. in New Zealand and Maori, there's certain clans that can do the tattooing. We call them yeah. Fulna. You know, the, you can't yeah. just go to the tattoo shop or the tattoo person. You have to go through these bloodlines. And we have kept the traditional, we call it a ao, and you can see, yeah, I have to do mine. I can't see it on camera yet. Well, oh, you can't see it on camera. No, no you can't. Step
0: up on the stool. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
2: Can you see it on camera yet? Yeah, yeah. I got it. Yeah. So, you know, I'm very lucky. That's why I love to, um, you know, express my, um, my love to um, Auntie because, you know, she wears it with pride. And, you know, and I wear it with pride. And especially, you know, we don't really, sh- well, we show when it's a big ceremony, we yeah. have to take our top mm-hmm. off. Because it comes from, obviously, if you can see. Yeah. So my mum, my grandmother or mama, said, you know, meaning this is not my tattoo. This is your family's tattoo. Mm. So when I sat in pain for two weeks or six days, that's to bleed for my old people. But when I dance, when there's a big ceremony that the other clans know, oh, mm. he's got his one for... My That's clan. Family. Yeah, so, no, it's just beautiful
0: <clears throat> just to, you know, hear. I think there's such you know, a beautiful um, lesson um, from looking at New Zealand and, you know, the Maori people. I, I was lucky and fortunate enough to go there for the first yeah. time mm. at the end of 2019 to have our first granddaughter, who's with us currently at the moment uh, because New Zealand's open. Mm. Um But what I noticed a big difference, although you know, in some places in Australia, it's not true. It's true that okay. So what happens is all the Maori language, when you visit a township or a a regional town or it's all got Maori um, language. It's very strong everywhere, you know. And there's always the English name, or actually it's the Maori name, then the English name. You know, also the schools. Yeah, seeing all go.
2: my nieces and nephews, they're doing their the, the haka or the, you know yeah. all the traditional ones, yeah. and it's like amazing and you know. Yeah.
0: And you schooled in New Zealand, and that was the thing. One of the uh, lessons you mm-hmm. taught me, I was at a uh, one of our brother's um, funeral, mm-hmm. and there was a one gentleman that wanted to do the haka, and at first, you know, Tai Tunga said no, I won't get there, and then when he got up on his own. You just automatically got up and did the haka yeah. with full passion and full as though like, okay, I'm gonna support my brother here. Mm. He got up and did it with so much energy and then just sat down as though nothing happened. Like I watched him. All that <clears throat> energy was expended. And it was just beautiful because it was from spirit, not just, yeah. Oh, I've got to do this and but you were there in in total Body, mind and spirit to support him with that haka. Well, it was a
2: beautiful thing because obviously I'm born in New Zealand, mm. but I grew up in Porirua and then I lived in most of my life in Titahi Bay. And um, me, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so Titahi Bay, so I went to Titahi Bay North and the thing is like that was part of like school. Yeah. Was we had to learn like you know, Māori dances and I remember if you don't know – um well, the key was one know that the, the <laughs> amazing singer who sings What's the Time Mr Wolf? Yeah. Papa Ruya we called it. Yeah. Yeah, he was the teacher at the school, but we didn't even know because he was just a teacher and and that was the thing which I think saddens my heart for my children who are indigenous, that they don't have the same as they got you know, New Zealand yeah. I feel New Zealand's got yeah. it right. You know. Well,
1: you know, we, we work on it you know, and and I think getting as many politicians as we have into parliament really yeah. helps, but but uh, she's been a great support as well, Jacinda. Mm. You know, I, I well, you're went. your prime minister. I yeah, hope you're listening. I, I went to school. <laughs> I went to school with her dad. Her dad. Uh, her dad is actually a twin, Ross and Ian. So, um, and he was actually the principal when my son went to that. Oh wow! <laughs> so. Um, yeah, they just live locally. What I love about
0: New Zealand, like there's 5 million population and they've always punched above their weight in terms of uh, film, music, mm. the sports. arts. Sports. Sports. Yeah, right. you know. Sports, and, right. and, you know, Australia, we, we could say, okay, we're still a small country really in comparison to a lot of countries around the world. We're only 25 million. America is something like 330 million. You know, even Indonesia, our Nearest neighbour Mm. is like, I don't know, 290 million. they do. You know, we're only 10%, less than 10% of their culture. But New Zealand always strikes big. Even Australia, for its small size, does strike big. And we have such a beautiful relationship with New Zealand. We're we're very close, even though colonisation occurred for both of the countries. I think both of the first peoples in both of those countries are finding their way back um, to be allowed to express their culture and to be proud of who they are and stand with their identity and, you know, and belonging. And that's what I'm excited about because the journey for our First Peoples is, and a lot are there, like a lot are already there and there's a lot who aren't there. So they're all at different stages and same probably true in New Zealand. But ultimately in another generation or two, you can walk in those two worlds, three worlds, be proud like you're New Zealand, you're an Australian, you know, you've, you've got all this heritage through
1: Tahitian, you know, the Tahitian. I, I think, I think for most of us, you know, we have this saying in uh, New Zealand, "To Waiwai, and it's a place to stand. Mm. And, uh, Because the whole world is as mobile as our phones now. Yes. (laughs) You know, we can't really say we come from this place or that place anymore. (laughs) Because uh, the fact is, is our kids are going to take off and go wherever they want looking. You know, I mean, they do that now. So I think the world just has to come to terms with the fact that we have no boundaries in, in our mind there's no there are no barriers except what politics or government put on us. Yeah. But in ourselves I believe that we can live our lives um fully by, you know, just thinking, doing the right thing for yourself mm. and for your little space because where I stand right now this is my place to stand, you know. So wherever you are, the space that you occupy, make it good, mm. you know.
0: I, I love that there was a quote someone said, where, wherever I am yeah. is who I am and where exactly. I'm at or something. It's a beautiful little saying. Also, talking about your growing up, I remember uh, a conversation we had some time ago and you told me that at 16 you were washed away to America.
1: Tell yeah, us a bit about 16, that. 16 I I was uh, I was going to a, a school in New Zealand and I couldn't stand college. I I was a, an okay student, but I just really my guitar and singing was my whole world. My, I'd gotten my parents <laughs> dragging yeah. me around to talent quests and you know going to the winter shows and doing all this kind of thing. Anyway, I was always on detention, and detention was held in the library, so virtually we could do whatever we (laughs) want. So I used to read newspapers. (laughs) That was my thing. I used to love to read the newspapers. Anyway, I saw this ad in the paper that says, the Māori volcanics will be doing a free show in the Garden City Centre. I said, (laughs) hmm. So I, I did what, you know, I made myself a dentist appointment. <laughs> and because I was so bad, I only lived a mile from the college, but my parents put me boarding. And uh, says, "No, nah, I'm going to make me a dentist appointment." No, I knew how to sign my mother's <laughs> So we, I did this dentist appointment. I went to that show. Now, if you, if you, any of you know any famous Māori singers, one of them would be Tui Teka. Mm. You know, he was very famous. Māori volcanics were one of the first Māori show bands. It was the Quintikies that ended up on the Gold Coast. Uh, Tui Teke performed with the Bee Gees here when they did the circus mm. round. Mm. Um, so this is the group that I was going to watch. And, you know, I knew the pool room there that I could get changed out of my uniform, and and I was I was not quite sixteen actually, um, but I turned. <laughs> the 16. rebels coming out. The rebels yeah. coming out. Did you wag school? No, I, I had a disappointment. So I went and I did this show. At the show, they were saying, "Tui will be leaving the band, and if anyone knows anyone who can sing or play an instrumental thing, you know, is it who would like to join the group? Can they give the leader of the band no. the note?" And I. Says, oh. I didn't give the note, but I had two uncles that were there and they gave him the note. Oh. I was back at college. I was in the kitchen doing calf duty or some some of thing. And the phone rang. The phone rang. And I got a lot of these phone calls from the office. Would, would Marama Smith please go to the office? <laughs> You know, so I went to the office, and it was actually Nuki Walker, who was the leader of the band. He says, hello, do you, you know, I heard, we heard that you sang and that you play an instrument. Are you interested in, in um, auditioning? And I didn't even know what an audition was. I says, what, what does that mean? He says, just come and sing us a song and play it on your guitar. I says, Okay. So I went uh, went back and I um, thought to myself now how am I going to do this I withdrew from school (laughs) and I left all the things in the dorm I just caught the bus home because I knew there was a three o'clock bus back home and I said to my dad dad you have to take me to Auckland because we lived in Hamilton you have to take me to Auckland, why? because I'm going to America I'm going to sing for this fella in um, Auckland. My mother said, no, she's still at college. My dad said, don't worry, dear. will oh, take care. otherwise there'll be the holy war. <laughs> so he took me, yeah, and uh, I sang, I, I remember I sang Summertime, and uh, they played some terrible karaoke thing that, you know, Can I sing along with it? Okay. Um, Yeah, and he says, um, he said to my dad, he says, is she allowed to, does she have a passport? And I was thinking, I ain't going home. So I I ended up uh, staying there and four weeks later we we flew from Auckland to Papeete, to Los Angeles, to New York.
0: And how long were you in New York?
1: Oh, well, I, I spent two and a half years with them. We did every playboy club on the East Coast. Mm-hmm. We did um, Bermuda. <laughs> we were there for six weeks. We were in Jamaica. Oh, jeez. When they, Muhammad Ali had his wife, because Joe Frazier was, was um, sparring. At the McAfee, New Jersey Playboy Club.
0: This? What year, roughly? 1971. Wow, what a time to be
1: in mm. New York! Eh? So, so they had the Kenny Rogers in the first edition. Uh, for New Year's Eve, we did McAfee, New Jersey Playboy Club opening. So you had Doc Severinson, uh, Mel Tomei, Duke Ellington, um, Kenny Rogers in the first edition. Um, Joe Frazier and his kids, we went shopping together. All right. Um Wow. And, and, and the Māori volcanics. Yeah. We were in the Playmate lounge. So there was all, but we were, we were, I was fortunate enough that our drummer that we had then, uh, Billy Nuku, he had just finished touring with Scylla Black wow. in the UK and, um, And he says, hey, let's go up and catch the rehearsal for Duke Ellington and Mel Torme." And I'm really sad, because I really didn't even know who they were. (laughs) You know, but I... I Duke's a legend.
0: Yeah, (laughs) and
1: so I remember him because we were, I was like about from here to there away from him, sitting with him. He, He wore a toupee and he had the longest fingers. He had beautiful hands. It's a, I, I had a bird's eye view of that and just sat around. He was sort of talking to Billy, so he let Billy hop up and have a, a jam on his uh, drums. And I got to sing um, one verse of Summertime with him.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. beautiful.
1: Yeah. But who carries a camera?
0: Oh, no. Yeah, but, that's right.
1: I have the memory and. <clears throat> You know, I always remember
2: that. That's incredible. For me, listening Mm. to that story, I think before we wrap it up is, um, Auntie, just following your passion.
1: You know, following you know, because you could have stayed at school. Mm. I wasn't going to stay at school, kids. Though, but (laughs) I'm just saying, you you were saying that your kids could go
0: anywhere, and and my
1: kids have the same. I mean, I've dragged them all around the world. We were in Japan for nine years. We're in far out. Thailand, we were in the States, we were in Hawaii. I stayed with him for two and a half years and then I was, I was 18 and a half and I was really homesick, but I didn't want to come all the way home. Mm-hmm. So my big brother was going to school in Hawaii, so I, I rang my mum and she said, oh, do you want to go back to school? I, I lasted there for... Six months or something. I met my husband and then we took off. That was the end of that. Yeah, yeah, What key do you do summertime? Oh, any A minor, B minor, B flat, because all those saxophonists, they like B flat. uh, Oh, yeah. 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 You want to keep
0: talking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So
1: um, so they... uh, Yeah, no, it was just... I had a whale of a time travelling. Yeah. But I ain't finished yet, you know. No, you're still uh, you're still I'm, performing. Uh, I'm still, well, they rang me. Yes. BMAC rang me. He says, um, we've got five dates for you. We've approved this application. I mm-hmm. said, did I have an application? You know, I said to my son, I don't have an ABN number anymore, son. He says, what's that for? And he says, oh, for this job to sing it the, for the Brisbane City Council. And he says, no, I applied for that for you. I said, well, tell them to deal with you. <laughs> I said, I don't want to go through all that stuff yeah, anymore. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and he says, yeah, yeah, Mum, no, they're supposed to ring me anyway. You know, <laughs> so, I, so I said, yeah, okay. I, so that's
0: beautiful. So I think uh, our beautiful... Get Cameraman, do you done. want to play it? Or do you want me to play
1: it? Oh, you play it. it. You can I sing. You can sing gonna sing.
0: And this is a good way to end our program. Look, I just want to
2: acknowledge once again, Auntie, what a beautiful spirit you have and you know. And like she was saying, knowing your whakapapa for us is, you know, nafa, And it's so important, isn't it, to remember our old people and, you know, just to hear her story. You know, kids stay at school, but that passion. Because I'm the same. That passion yeah. drove me to where yeah. I get where to where you uh, are today. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. and what it's so awesome. You know, because we see Auntie as our like a beautiful spirit cultural woman. Now we know she's frauding and going dentist <laughs> just to
1: go for we'll audition. <laughs> but, isn't audition. That, you know, but isn't that a beautiful story? Because but you, know, you do whatever it takes. Yeah. You know, once you find your passion. You do whatever it takes, yeah. you know, to maintain. You do it in A minor. Yeah.
2: <clears throat> can, I, can I ask you a question? Yes. Okay. Yeah, 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 go, go
1: for I it. The Why Australia? It's closer to home. Mm. So I can just jump back and forth. Yeah. Well, I used to be able to yeah. jump mm-hmm. back and forth. Same here as but, well, it's more close. But um, also, I, I feel a really strong affinity with the Indigenous people, because we get a lot... We host a lot of them in New Zealand. They come there mm. to, you know, we learn from each other. Mm. Yes. And they know that we're really strong with the sovereignty movement, decolonization. Mm. You know, the word decolonization isn't that a funny English word? You know, colon, you look at that. Yeah. <laughs> get the shit out of your eyes. <laughs> I hate that the De-colonize. Yeah. You know, I always... It's Mm. funny that it ends with the eyes. Yeah, you you just gotta—they've just gotta get rid of the crap that they feel and just free themselves. I I just say, people need to live free, you know. Yes. And and dwell in that positive realm. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, everything is so faith-based now. It's really hard to. You know, to free our minds yeah. of, of anything that that is innately our own, yeah. And that's what I I want to well take us out, yeah, on a song.
0: Thank you, everyone, for listening. To Thank you, coming. yeah. And uh, we're going to bring Dougie around.
1: Uh,
2: hey, does the, the cameraman and the studio man?
1: sign Oh wow.
0: So much thank you. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) you. Don't forget to subscribe and don't forget to like us on Facebook and on our website, which is wwwwalkin in3, the number three worlds.com.au. Thank you everyone, and we'll see you next week. Ciao. Bye. Yay, that was great. See, that was great. There you go. Shame now you're a family.